on the Jacob Beer Show today. I'm so happy to have on the Attorney General, Attorney General Todd Rakita. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Jacob. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be with you or have you over at the uh, Attorney General's office. We're speaking here at uh, room 219 of the Indiana State House. And uh, just walking in here every day, I get a little bit of a chill up my spine because, you know, you get to work with people of Indiana and, and walking into the State House reminds me of that so clearly. Awesome. Well, my first question is, of course, um, what does the Attorney General do? And this question to you might be like, well, it's obvious. Well, a lot of high schoolers, they don't educate it. Sure, sure. So, I, I understand. So the Attorney General, as you can get from the title, is, 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 the, is the attorney. So you have to be an attorney, and I have an office of 200 attorneys and 400 people total. So it's a pretty big agency for the state of Indiana. And what we are, we're not your personal attorney, uh, really. We're attorneys for the state. So just like uh, you may need an attorney someday for any kind of various matters, um, well, the state you know, needs to be represented in court, too. So in, in, well, what do I mean by the state? Well, the state of Indiana is made up of people who pay taxes for the state of the, the legislators who represent individuals. And so we have, we have legal interests. They have legal interests, just like any other person would. So we want to protect taxpayers uh, and their money. We want to represent the state agencies, like the Department of uh, Natural Resources or the state police. We would represent them if they have to go to court. Or the state legislators, if they pass a law, and someone attacks them for uh, attacks them for not being for not being constitutional. We would defend the constitutionality of that law in court. So those are some of the things we do. We also take on a bit of a mediator role when it comes to um, consumer protection. So even though we still can't be your attorney when you're a consumer, when you're buying something, you might have gotten ripped off. If we get enough cases, if there's a pattern of an industry or a company acting badly, we will take on those cases for those consumers and fight the company or fight the industry and make some changes. Interesting. Um, and then my second question is, um, what big things you're working on right now that you can say, such mm -hmm. as things that maybe you're doing something or, you know, working on a specific? Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, first of all, a little bit of a, on my background, I was in the uh, Secretary of State and I was in the U.S. Congress for a while, but um, I also was in the private sector. So coming into this office, I said in the beginning, is, 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 is really a privilege. Um, and, I, and I thank the voters and taxpayers of the state who have given me the opportunity to do this job. Uh, but I do bring a lot of unique experience or a, a set of experiences that make me kind of unique for the office, again, with, uh, with being in Congress and being able to represent the interests of the state at the federal level, too. Um, you know, with that experience, I'm able to understand how federal laws affect us, probably perhaps better than some others. Um, uh, with my Secretary of State experience, certainly, uh, I'm able to I'm be able to help our Secretary of State and the state of Indiana protect our election integrity. Which is very important. Yeah, like when I was Secretary of State, we wrote and helped write the law and implemented the law officially by the law. And now 32 states have it. So I look forward to being uh, uh, proactive and effective uh, in making sure that the elections that we have going forward are legal and fair. 
They don't have to be perfect because no election on the face of the earth is perfect. Why? Because humans are involved. <laughs> so by biblical definition of the word, you know, they're going to be flawed, but they have to be fair. So if there's a mistake that happens, it just doesn't happen to women or it just doesn't happen to black people. It's across the board a mistake. It's still a fair election. Absolutely. Um, and we got to protect to make sure people don't cheat. And cheating goes on. Cheating goes on everywhere. So we have to really work on that. Um, and then my private sector experience. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of it. I was uh, general counsel for uh, an insurance firm and did some other things. And had a law practice. Um, and it's allowed me to bring the business experience right into the state house. And, and you can't have that for that. It's important to have that kind of experience. So as you're serving taxpayers, as you're serving voters, you know what they go to go through, especially those that own small businesses or even big ones and have to employ a lot of people and, and all the risks that they take so that we, the rest of us can have jobs. We can never lose sight of that. Uh, so what I'm doing now, uh, we're focused on having driven from a fire hose in a lot of ways, a lot of overreach by the federal government. It's taking a leftist turn uh, and a socialist turn. So they want to take over everything and take over liberties and, and be responsible for us uh, when we should be responsible for ourselves. So I try to teach liberty in everything that we do. Uh, and this is a wonderful vantage point to have a discussion with people publicly and privately about how they need to help themselves. They need to be able to be responsible for themselves. They need to be, um, to be able to stand up for themselves. It's not just freedom, it's liberty. Liberty means freedom, but it also means responsibility. That's what liberty is. And so once you have a balance of responsibility and freedom, you have liberty. And, and that's what our goal should be. You can't have liberty if government's always trying to carry you to make decisions for you. And we see that happening. So I fight against that lawsuit, lawsuits against the vaccine mandate. I fight for our liberty for the unborn. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, I believe uh, that whether or not you're inside your mother or outside your mother is just a matter of geography. <laughs> you're still a human and you still have rights. In fact, those that are unborn are probably the most vulnerable and they need the most protection. So we fight for that. Um, we fight for the Second Amendment because you have a right to defend yourself. And that's important because all these rights are God given. And what I mean by that, they're not, they're not given by the government. And even if you don't believe in God, you can say they're natural rights, right? They're rights onto you. They're rights from a higher authority. Whatever they are, they're not given to you by your government, so they cannot be taken away. They're in our uh, declaration, what you declaration of independence, what you call inalienable rights, right? You can't get rid of them. You can't alienate them because they're yours and they're yours to a person. So you have the right, you have an inalienable right and in in manifested in our constitution, right? Not given by our constitution, talked about in our constitution. You have a God-given right to defend yourself and your family. The government can't take that away, so they can't take away your guns. You have an inalienable right to life, right? So we fight for the unborn. Um, you have a right to speak your mind and to, to assemble with who you want, and that can't be taken away. And that's why this, uh, the lockdowns and the sequesters during COVID were so bad, so wrong. And that got me to run for office again. 
so we work on all those things under the rubric context of liberty and action that we're trying to do. Whatever we do, we're focused on protecting you and your family's liberty so that you can have those, keep those inalienable rights and practice them. Absolutely. And then one last question, just because I know you're a very busy man, is um, where do you see the future headed? And um, what advice would you have to give young people involved in politics? Well, that's a great question. Young people absolutely need to be involved um, because this is your country. This is your state. And here's the thing, guys. If you're going to run a free republic, right, if you're not going to run socialism, if, then you have got to be involved. You can't wait for Todd Rikita to do it or anyone else to promise they're going to do it for you. It takes your vigilance. That's how our founders set this up. Um, and everyone should be involved and to keep those ideas of the Constitution alive. Because if you don't, you'll end up cutting your own throat. Right? So, so socialism doesn't want you to have any decision-making authority, right? But socialism doesn't want a nuclear family, which, by the way, the free enterprise system, to run a free enterprise, to run a free republic, you've got to have a strong family unit as the fundamental building blocks. Now, it may not always be perfect. You know, you or your friends may not have a mom and a dad. Maybe you just have a mom or, or that, that lives with you. However, whatever yeah, you're fortunate. You are fortunate. Um, it's not it's not that way for everybody, but we have got, and that's why we have to we have to support the family. We can't have laws and tactics that destroy the family, that take away the authority of the mother or the father, um, that take away your understanding that there's a higher authority above you and above your mom and dad, like God. Right? That's what a free society is built on. And it's needed if you're going to have one. Now, how do I know that? Why is that true? Because in socialism, the governments are mom and dad. They don't want you to have one, really. The governments are mom and dad and your big brother. <laughs> and they make all the decisions for you. And the problem with socialism and leftism is that every time, it's not a new idea, every time it's been tried, it's, it's ended with people either killing each other in the streets or starving in the streets. It just doesn't work. It eventually fails because you run out of other people's money. Um, you run out of the moral and social fabric that you would, that, that, that you would have in a society that in a free society is kept together by a nuclear family. And the idea that there's a higher authority over you. Um, so that's why these ideas are all very important. That's why you need people to understand this are probably not taught in school. For example, um, I wonder if I challenge anyone listening to tell me if they have ever been taught American exceptionalism with a capital A and a capital E. Nope. Yeah. And and that's why your podcast is so important, you know, so that you can hopefully, I don't know if you have others talk about this kind of thing, but I think that's the highest value of a podcast like yours. Reach other young people and talk to them about these subjects, and I'd be happy to come back on, even if you get a constitutional scholar to come on and talk about American exceptionalism. I think that would be very important. Interesting. Well, I appreciate the time. And one last question I just want to add in there is where do you see our state headed in the future? Well, another great question. It, 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 time and time. Um, we're positioned great, but we have a lot of competition from other states, other parts of the world. So we can never let our guard down. 
but as long as we can maintain people's liberty, which again is freedom plus responsibility, if we can maintain that at the individual level, we will, I guarantee you, we will be successful against others, especially against those who don't believe in that. But once we unleash the power of the individual, the power of the nuclear family, no one on earth can stop us. But we have to understand that and we have to be brave enough to accept the, the responsibility that comes with that freedom. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you coming on the Jacob Beer Show today. You bet.